Hey everybody, and welcome back to What Happened to Us with Nate, Sam, and Hugh, and this week we have all three of us here again. It's been a little bit, but we're happy to be together. We're not running at full steam, but, you know, we are here. We have some fun talking about Matthew McConaughey, guns in general, uh, CGI and the downfall of certain movies recently. What's going on with Ezra Miller and all that fun jazz, like a Lindsay Lohan, but a they-them situation? But here's the show. Oh, welcome back, welcome back, Nate. Nice segue with you, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So it's a good, you know. I mean. It's McConaughey, see? Yeah, you know? his speech, which was uh, good and not great, too. In a weird well, way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, well, a lot of, well, a lot of people on one side of the, you know, argument were like, why is he there? No, oh, you know, yeah, why is, well. Why is he which you know they don't he's realize there. he That's literally is from this small town yeah no but the... also you know he's allowed to have opinions oh no no he, yeah of course yeah. i was just like how he's like oh both sides have to come like one side sitting at the table ready yeah the other yeah, one just that's... doesn't want to come to the table so yeah um yes exactly yeah well, sam will be joining but us shortly there, yeah. after she some work but no the McConaughey so I think it was so a great speech says. so it was and you know what that's the one thing about uh, you give it to actors yeah is that they can deliver they can deliver that's the one you know say what you will about Reagan and I could say many things about Reagan he could he could give a speech because he you know he has uh presence he had presence he well did. not towards the end no towards the end he was kind of an empty an empty presence I will actually say this much he was more liberal than uh Biden oh yeah Oh God, yeah. If you look at the 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 way the, the, way the political spectrum has shifted, has, wrote, has uh, shifted absolutely. Yeah, it's and people don't like to hear that statement a lot. And I'm like, well, no, it's because it's because uh, Reagan is the patron saint of the right. So just hearing his name, you just associate with right wing because yeah. they st they still love him, despite the fact that they would be disgusted by his, where his taking on the immigration were. policy. His uh... yeah. Economic well, they spending, probably, that's prob about the only they probably would love his AIDS policy. Oh, well, yeah. That one, that one, that one still holds up to them. Yeah, yeah. And then you get Nancy Reagan getting a stamp today, where you're like, that, or the other day, and you're just like, yeah, that's probably not yeah, the best during, timing. By no, certainly not, not in June. June's no. kind of a kind of a month, mm -hmm. you know. For uh, you know, you know, you don't. You certainly don't anymore, but in the beginning, you know, HIV/AIDS was uh, associated much with the gay community. Not not as much anymore, just because. Yeah, well, I mean, God, when it first started, it was known as gay cancer. Yeah. Because they had no idea what it was or where it came from. That's a funny thing. Uh, There's a lot of theories on that one. It's cra it, It's crazy to think about how HIV just is now totally a, not a treatable. Well, treatable, yes. Curable, no. But totally treatable to the point are, where now there have been moments of where they found something that might be, but it's well, it's you know there's the 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 age old uh, you know axiom uh, there's no there's no money in the cure. No, that's, that's why, why you know yeah. I don't know if that's if I don't know if tr if if pharmaceutical companies have truly dropped to the point stooped to the point where they'll be like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna cure something, we're gonna treat it because then you're gonna need it forever. They might have. I think it's uh, the big pharma is where you're going at. It's the small companies that are looking for the cures that get bought up by these, yeah. you know, companies. Like uh, my dad was always, he didn't care about the the money when it came to his work. He was always like, I we want to find something to help people. At the end, it was diabetes yeah. through stem cell research, which is now highly illegal the way they were doing it uh, in most states. Yeah. So. The good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where uh, Wisconsin had a pattern, patent, pattern, patent on stem cell research, which was so broad, it was like impossible to do. They had to buy companies in other countries to do the essential process. Like, just like, really? th just to get things set up and then ship them back to the States because uh, they couldn't, you know, pay the w University of Wisconsin. They're like, uh, it, what they had was just a, uh, essentially a broad, as patent on stem cell research and they're like it's obviously been taken down a notch i think huh. over the years but back back way back when interesting it was a bit of an interesting, interesting i didn't i did not know that <sighs> yeah so the, when, the, the old man you know. set up a stem, stem cell bank in uh swansea of all places 
way back when. Yeah, nobody will even think to look there. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah, for yeah. most parents, uh, they try to keep the placenta and like it's the purest form, and they, you know, for any uh, types of research when it comes to cancer treatments or anything else like that, is what they want to use for it. So, it's, sure. Um, I think that's what it is. I'm a little bit yeah. groggy from being a bit under the weather the last couple of days, but you know, no COVID. Just uh, children are that's what's... a hellscape of disease. Car- carriers of uh, they're like the they're the monkeys from Outbreak, basically. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, monkeys, did you catch that video? Oh, the orangutan. Yeah. The, uh, orangutan. Uh, a whole generation of children think it ends with a G. Like you know, as a kid, you think it's orangutan. So did uh, I. You know, with the G with the with the G at the end, it's orangutan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw that they are freakishly well. Freakishly is a poor choice of words. No. Uh, primates in general, are really, strong. really strong. Yeah. Yes. If if you have not seen the video, yeah, it's a it's an orangutan who grabs hold of a grabs hold of a human. Uh, it doesn't look like a very secure cage. I'm not sure what kind of I, has has it come out like where that was shot because that's not doesn't look like a zoo because a zoo would not have. Any of sort of primate able to reach out like that, reach out of it. It was in a Not cage, in America. but it, no, no, no. Like, you know, I can speak for that. I've been at a zoo recently. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they don't, they, they keep those behind glass because they're like, these animals are strong. Yeah, if they smart. grab a hold of you, they're not, like this animal grab first grabbed the guy's shirt and was pulling like crazy at that. And then gra- they managed to get his leg. At one point, he was like horizontal because the the the, the orangutan just kept pulling him. His friends were trying like it was a tug of war where the the one orangutan against several humans and the monkey was winning. Yeah, but freakishly strong. Don't taunt an orangutan. That's I'd say it's a good idea to not taunt any any animal. Mm. Incl- that includes humans. Humans can snap at you know. Well, yeah, you never that's know been happening carrying. a lot. You never know who's carrying these days. You know, there was a time in our in our younger days when you know you'd, you'd you'd hit a high beam on somebody to not you know let them know that maybe you know that there's a cop coming or if they piss you off you hit them up with a high beam at night, um and now or honk or horn in the daytime if you will or horn anytime, now you got to be careful about that especially in states uh around here. Oh, especially where, where you, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guns are uh, not as not as common in in California. Not yeah. quite. They are, you know, not yeah. as easy to get as they are here. No. Like I could, I could probably go out to a store right now and buy a gun if I if I so choose chose. Well, you don't but... have to go very far anyway. So your dad's a bit of a collector, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have to go very far. In fact, I'd have to go about uh, two rooms over. Yeah. If I wanted to, there's a. But he buys like uh, ex- essentially useless yeah, guns. No, but, well, that's I mean, the thing. Work. And I I heard somebody make a good point the other day was that that's the thing about guns is they don't expect they do it to a, an extent expire, but if they're maintained, they still work. Right. Like a, a flint musket, a Springfield rifle from like you know the early eighteenth or late eighteenth century, um, will still work if it's properly kept. Yeah, like yeah. if the flint lock is still intact and everything. My my dad's specialty, his his specialty are Colts from the um, uh, Western era, the old uh, Colt like. You know, peacemaker, the old oh. Wyatt Earp gun. What you what you associate what you associate with like quick drawing from westerns. Right. And his his number his favorite gun is a um, uh, it's a Colt nineteen fifteen where it was like the army issued Colt forty five that like World War One and two soldiers. Right. Their, yeah. Another one. Their you know their their handgun that they were issued like that's it. But yes, yeah, so they're hit, and obviously they're worth considerably more if they've never been fired. And you, uh, you know, any gun expert would know if a gun has or has not been fired because of, even if it's been fired one time, you would know right. just by looking at the inside of the barrel. Um, but that's not to say that gun would not work. Like if you put the proper ammunition in it, it would still work. Yeah. You know, it's no matter how ops, it's not like it, you know, your laptop could, you know, you've, you've gone through this. Some of your, your, your laptops aren't working like, you know, your iPad last week, you were talking about it, it just doesn't work. Well, it guns works, it just doesn't guns download don't... anything anymore. Or right, right, right. But so, work. yeah, things, technology loses its function over time. Yes. But guns Machinery. don't. Machinery doesn't Guns know. don't. Yeah. As you say, so... it's maintained. Like, you can have a classic car, no matter when it was built. Yeah, same thing. As long as you maintain thing. it. Same thing. 
Yeah, Model A. You could have a Model T that still works if it's been treated well. Yeah. Most Model Ts weren't because no. those were kind of kind of shitty cars. Yeah. You know, they were the uh, the, they were the cars man. for the cars for the everyman, but yeah. not the cars that like. Yeah, upkeep. the rich people wanted. Well, even the rich people cars, yeah. like they wouldn't take care of them. It's like you watch these. Oh, at least I used to watch these shows about like uh, barn finds and like oh yeah, yeah. restoration yeah. of these classic. Yeah, what are they called? Holy Grail cars. Yeah, like the first line of a Corvette type thing that sat in the a barn Ele- somewhere. The Eleanor wasn't that Eleanor wasn't that um the was that what the car Eleanor the, was Nick the Cage name and of the six, Nick, yeah, yeah in uh, sixty se- uh, gone, gone 60, sixty seconds, seconds. Eleanor was like the 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 gold the um what do they call Dick it the Jim. whale um oh. like the Moby Dick like it's the the white whale the white whale yes. when it's like a, a you know the ultimate goal but it so it wasn't a no in that movie it was a specific car wasn't it it was like the the um gt uh mustang yeah um uh yeah yeah Yeah, great movie great memphis range great great character great character it was a six seven ford mustang shelby it was a shelby Shelby, um shelby mustang i believe um in great movie but a little unbelievable the way he jumped it at the end because i feel like that car would not have landed well no it didn't generally speak generally generally speaking um if you jump a car uh you know that was that was one of the less believable things about dukes of hazard gt 500 Uh, the jump is what it was the The gt 500 okay so um yeah, as a general rule, you know, the General Lee, they, they would jump it like in every episode. Cars don't land well when you do that. No, they tend to break. Uh, Axle. They tend to break a lot. Like, you know, uh, famously, the opening scene from Too Fast, Too Furious, when they had the big big race at the beginning and they the drawbridge lifted up and all the cars jumped and landed, and all of them landed badly. Yeah. Because, yeah, the bus and speed, that was ludicrous, when it jumped the, uh, the span on the freeway. Oh, yes. That, Which that... very very cool though. If you go back and watch it, it was a practical effect where they really did launch a bus, and it actually looks that's it looks pretty good. I mean, you got to think about it. Like uh, CG car stuff didn't happen until Too Fast, Too Furious, really. No, and that I think, and that's why Top Gun has gotten so much praise because of Tom Cruise made sure that he didn't want CGI. And I actually saw somebody else make the argument recently about CGI's become so common that even the big blockbusters have gotten lazy with it. Like somebody was actually saying, if you go back and watch like the Marvel movies, like Endgame and Infinity War, the CGI is not great. They just were like, eh, fuck it, nobody cares anymore. You know, it's it's it it evolved for, but it, you go back and watch Jurassic Park, the first one. That was mostly practical. Those effects, those effects were inc- well, yeah, but a lot of there was a lot of CGI. Yeah, that's you know, true, at the yeah. time, it was groundbreaking CGI. But now that 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 I mean, it it has obviously it's evolved. But like the dinosaurs in the new Jurassic Park don't look that much better. No, you know, it's it's they're probably using the same programs. They might be. I mean, I'm sure there's been an evolution. I mean, that movie was what made in like ninety three, ninety four, two, ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Um, or at least it was released in ninety four, so it was made in ninety three, ninety two. I, are you going to see the new one? Do you? Do you uh, I haven't determined yet whether I'm going to waste my time going to see it. Uh, I probably will. Cause... I don't know if it if it's one of that I have to. I I I really enjoyed the first 93. of the reboots, like Jurassic World, the first Chris Pratt reboot yeah that was fine i I thought it was great but much like the the star wars um the newer trilogy it was just a rehash like jurassic world was really plot wise no different than the first jurassic park they weren't they weren't they weren't really going no they weren't reinventing the wheel there um though it wasn't i did enjoy i i enjoyed the callbacks to the original jurassic park Mm. um but then they tried to get real clever with the the second one what was it called like jurassic world fallen kingdom or something like that yeah uh where they had like a little girl that was crossbred with a dinosaur and it was like okay you guys what the hell are you doing (sighs) and now this third one i don't know what they're doing it just seems that like now dinosaurs are. oh it's planet of the apes yeah 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 like now they're just roaming free yeah they tried to do that in the original one original trilogy third one uh the but the second one lost world Right is when the dinosaurs escaped the island and got to. No, they they were, got to there was Diego, a there was they? a secondary island in Lost World. Oh, okay. 
Well, I thought in Lost World, didn't they make it to the U.S. mainland? Yeah, I thought, they brought... I thought, I, yeah. Because they wanted to make it on land, on the mainland, so they brought the T-Rex back. And then... Right, that yeah. All, you know. Um, but yeah, then this. so I don't know the plot of this third one. I, I appreciate that they brought back the OG crew. Yeah. You know, Jeff Goldblum... They, they made a big deal about Jeff Goldblum being back for the last one, Fallen Kingdom, but he really wasn't. He had, like, one scene yeah. where he was testifying before Congress or something. But right. this one looks like he's in the mix again. Yeah, um, which will still be and it, You know, and it's nice that they got... Uh, uh, I, I was blown away recently, uh, mentioned on Twitter, to realize how how young the uh, Laura Dern's character was in the original. I don't think people even, like, thought about it at the time. Her she character was... was only 23 years old. Oh, wow, okay. Which, you know, like, you look back, you're like, okay, I see it. But you don't, I don't think they ever mentioned it. Because she no. had, like, it was implied she had a romantic relationship with Sam Neill's character. Right. Who was considerably older. Yeah. So you just you you watch the re- Jurassic Park and you're like, I don't know how old she is, but I assume they're close in age. But nope, she was twenty. Her care, the I mean, Laura Dern herself was twenty three years old. Oh, I hello. Think. We're just talking about the age gap of Jurassic Park, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. It's cl- classic conversation. Oh, I didn't even think about that. She was pretty young, right? She was twenty three. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Neill's hot. Yeah, I I don't blame her. I wouldn't blame her. How you feeling? I'm okay. I'm just mildly sick because yeah, COVID's been going through our house, so it's been fun. Oh, that sounds uh, like a blast. Yeah, Josh tested positive on it's... Saturday, and then I like we assumed the baby got it because she wasn't feeling that great Saturday and Sunday. She was feverish, and I was with her basically both of those nights, so I was like, I'm probably gonna get it too. So there you go. And and but Kira no, Kira's good. Kira's fine. She keeps testing negative. I mean, it's her last week of school, and her school is like, no, it's fine as long as she keeps testing negative, send her through. And I'm like, this feels irresponsible. But yeah. that, that's what <laughs> other people are doing. I think that's how this thing spreads. You know? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't have the bandwidth to really watch her. You know, well, because I was working still, and I'm still technically on the clock. I haven't told anybody at work. I literally just took the test like an hour ago. Uh, I'm sorry. That's that's rough. It's fine. I mean, luckily, I mean, I got vaccinated, and the 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 symptoms are mild. I mean, Josh, you know, you just feel overall crappy and just tired, and you just need a rest, you know. Yeah. Yeah, with a newborn, then you should have a plenty of rest. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like you're, you you sleep. They're you feeling sleep. better now. That's good. That's good. So it's, the baby and that's... Josh are great. Oh, good. Samantha, Samantha had a very similar, like, we're half her household. You know, she has the three kids, and she and two of the kids got it, and Jason and one of the kids did not, which, you know, that's pretty remarkable. I, and I, you don't ever want anybody to get it, but it's almost like in a household, do you, if it's half like that, do you just want everybody to have it so you don't have to sequester anybody? Yeah, you know, basically. I, I mean, I, I tried my best, but, like, I, you know, Josh wasn't really in any good shape to take care of the baby while he was sick, so I, you know was watching her and she was feverish and it's just hard watching a baby because you're just kind of helpless if she kept spitting up the meds just oh, giving yeah. her some like Tylenol you know um to help with the fever so it's just not fun so I'm just like yeah I'm mm-hmm. probably gonna get it so I kind of resigned to the fact that you know I was gonna get it I didn't go into the office at all this week so good times oh fun stuff uh, it happened to another a friend I was on the phone like talked to earlier today same thing happened uh her daughter and uh partner got it and then she was like she was trying to hide herself away but eventually came down so it's like yeah i mean that's i I know with sam like with samantha um you know they have a they have a new house and it's it's big enough that it's they can sort of sequester a little sequester the word i'm looking for i suppose it works it works um but when you you know when two of your three kids are sick and they're all under seven seven and under oh yeah um you know, and the kids don't really understand why they have to be kept separate. It's, it's called quarantining me. <laughs> quarantining. Sequestering works too, but yeah, that's what I meant. Which is weird is that like I wouldn't, a, I wouldn't remember that like word. A given law that the... term, I feel like. I don't know. That's yeah, me. that's true. That's true. I think I was thinking it because I was reading about the Johnny Depp jury earlier, and they were kept mentioning about how that jury was not sequestered. They were not sequestered. Which is, no, which is not weird, right? Um, and that's what that's going to be the entire basis of, of the her appeal. Um, appeal is that 
they could have been swayed by the court of public opinion and social media because obviously, you know, social media was very pro Depp. Not all. And he of it. he's taken a he's taken a hell of a victory lap all over uh, all over the UK right now, and I think it's spilling over into to mainland Europe where he's touring with Jeff Beck, and he's getting playing to adoring crowds. So uh, so I think he it, to the point where I even saw today there's there was talk of um, he might have a settlement with her where he will. Uh, if in, in for she, the the settlement would be that she will not appeal the the verdict, but he also will forgo the entire settlement. So he will not pay. She will not owe him money because he he's claimed all along that he didn't care about the money, which is weird because he's had some financial issues. But at the same uh, time, she doesn't have the she doesn't have the eight million to give him. So it's not like he's expecting it. Um, but basically, the the deal that's on the table allegedly is that he would say, "You don't owe me anything. Just don't appeal this." So then, kind of everybody wins, more or less. But she's going to appeal it anyways because it's the lawyers lose because they won't get paid. The lawyers want to get paid. That's true. That is a good point, uh, and I'm sure those lawyers have made a fortune. Uh, the lawyers are already paid because it's via in her housing insurance company. Oh, that's right. I did see that. So weird. I I, I know. Do you know she... like a... I saw another thing yesterday. Like, do you know where her, her she lives? Her primary residence is the middle of like the desert. Yeah, Yucca. Her her primary is in like Yucca Yucca yeah, Yucca Valley. Yucca, Yucca, yeah, Yucca Valley. which is like Yucca on the way to Vegas. Essentially, no, it's 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 right by. It's close to Santa, not Santa Barbara, close to um, um, Palm Springs. But like, they showed her house, and it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Makes sense. And that's like her primary primary residence. Well, if you think about um, it, I have friends who have a apartment here in town, and they've pretty much moved to Palm Desert. Like, yeah. they're just like, yeah, they they don't work in the industry. They have jobs in LA. They just uh, everything's become remote. They, yeah, it's cheaper to, yeah. to buy a property and just rent in LA. If you get a rent-controlled apartment, you're fine. Yeah, that's what they have in Silver Lake. So they're all set. They're like, their their rent's so cheap. They're like, we don't have to worry about it. There's no point in leaving. Um, they go out to the desert. I did. I I mean I enjoy. I mean Sam Sam we we went to Joshua Tree when I think that's the only time I've ever been to Joshua Tree. Spent a weekend there. It was nice. Uh, you know, twenty some odd years ago. Uh, but I don't think I could live there. It just seems dull. I was out there uh, a few weeks ago, and it is quiet, peaceful. But yes, it could be extremely. And I feel this. And this isn't just the desert thing. I feel the same way about living in the woods. Eh. It you know it'd be it'd be nice. It's nice for a weekend. But I don't want to live out there permanently. I think you would get a lot done. You know, you best be creative. And... Would I though? No, you. I... Don't, but, uh... No, not me, because I feel like I would. I would turn into um, Jack Nicholson in, in The Shining. Yeah, that's where I would. About right. I would. I would lose my mind fairly quickly. I, I can uh, see that. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Um, but some people they need that. They need to be out in the middle of nowhere to uh... find their peace. Find their inner peace. Wasn't find he their there inner all along? Isn't the whole thing about the shining here in that photo? Uh, I, I just uh, recently oh, yeah. watched it like two years ago for the first time. I don't. Yeah. What was? I don't even re- remember what. I know that was the twist that he was in the photo from a hundred years earlier, but I don't recall what exactly the point of that was. Like, what was that a different life for him, or was you know was he a hundred years old? Like, what, what was going on there? Oh, I don't really. I haven't. It, I have I not seen it in many years, so I don't remember. Okay, well, to I do. I do, and and I know that the book it was was the movie. Kubrick took a lot of liberties away from, like, to the point where Stephen King despised the movie. Yes, because he basically was like, "This isn't my book. You, you just changed." Well, Remember, like he rem- they story. remade the, they remade the. Well, no, this one was a full length book, wasn't it? No, I think I think the Shining was a short story. Wasn't it? Oh well, it could have been. Um, but yeah, that's why he re- they remade it as like a TV movie where I think Stephen Weber from Wings yep. played the. Uh, play the I, is it i guess that's not it doesn't do full credit to steven weber that i would say he's the guy from wings because he's done a lot since then but he's still to me the guy from wings i was thinking of steven Wright. you know the guy like he was the, the comedian yeah he's the, the the guy that flies the plane and so i married an ex <laughs> that's right yes him too so that's uh, what i thought of oh uh, no, no, um was a book he, he would be he would be great sorry, in that it was too, a book what was I thinking? It, it was, was what? It is a book. It's not a short story. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, the, well, it's a few of his his adapted movies or books well, they just were did short Dr. stories, didn't they? Yeah, with uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. So, 
He's uh, and I remember in Shawshank that was a short story, and I remember that, mm. which is weird because very unusual for Stephen King because uh, not really a horror. You know, I know he's he's he doesn't not everything he writes is horror, but most of them are. I mean, uh, well, Running Man wasn't no. kind of dystopian future, but not a horror. Well, now it's more. Now it's more. Uh, not is it science fiction anymore? I don't it's, know it's getting, because I'm. Get, I getting, think we get right there pretty real close, fast. Get, you know, we we're get, we're getting painfully close to that or or Hunger Games. Hunger Games is basically the same thing. Well, I mean, Hunger Games is just more, Battle more Royale meets Running Man, merging into one. Yeah, which is which is where the world is co- is going. Yeah, or the U.S. anyway. I think the, the Russians the have already done a, a Hunger Games type show. Where they actually kill each other? Because that we're not we I can't think be far. Did from die. I mean, they're running out of ideas. I was, uh, I was dog sitting recently, and the the couple did not have cable. They only had like the four networks. So I was, I was beholden to that. Oh. I mean, I could still watch streaming on my computer, right? But uh, I just turned on the networks, and so I was watching that ridiculous Domino show, like the oh, it's the game show where, yeah. uh, where like they set up these super elaborate dominoes, uh, you know, to knock them down things, and then there's that other show that um, Will Arnett hosts. I think the Lego Show. Yes. Uh, which clever cross promotion since he was like the star of the Lego movies, Batman. But um, yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's just, it's a competition where people build the most ornate, sophisticated Lego. Like they're running out of ideas, you know. And there are already like eight dancing shows. There's eight, you know so many more singing shows. It's Hollywood. What else? Like, can you executives do? in Hollywood have run out of ideas years ago because we're rebooting everything. Yep. Yep. I mean. Rebooting sequels, something, yeah. Like what? What game is going to be the and, next? And they're, movie? and they're not. They're never rebooting the stuff that should, they should be reboot rebooted. the shitty things. The shitty things, so you can improve on them. Yes. Don't don't reboot the don't the reboot classics. the things that were perfect. I mean, it's you, stupid. You know what could be would do great with a, a redo? The Ice Pirates, Krull, would be the Last Starfighter, which I think they were doing and that fell yeah. off. Yeah. That'd be a okay, great but movie. except that 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 goes against what I previous just said because the last Starfighter is perfect. Even the even the '80s graphic and how and that was like the that was groundbreaking the visual effects it, and it was like it was it was such a perfect tie into video games. Like I don't know if that if that video game ever took off, but like the yeah. movie was built like be like it's same Tron was the same way. A movie built around the perfect marketing opportunity for a video game. But neither really took off that much. Tron three supposed to be back in the works, so. Oh God, they're making another one. Well, they they were supposed to make a second, well, a third one a while back, and then uh, the fallout of X Men kind of oh, caused yeah. them to not do it. So. So is X Men done? I like, hope so, in a way. I mean, I know that I know they're sort of trying to fold some of the characters into the Marvel universe. Yes. But I don't know if they're planning on doing a full scale well, X Men movie. Can't they just re release the cartoons? The cartoons are great. Oh, Do you remember watching them great. after school? I think they're great. I think they have, haven't they? Isn't they that on know. one of the it's streaming? Probably I think it's on. Yeah. They, I think it, it's on Disney Plus. I yes. think they the the, the, the X Men animated the original yeah. X Men animated series is on as well as X Men oh. Evolution. There was a X Men Wolverine series that was quite good too. Uh, that only went uh, two seasons. So. The the X Men animated series, sneaky. Uh, I'd say top five greatest uh, theme song of all time. Ooh. Agreed. Awesome theme song. Awesome theme song. You don't you know you don't associate you know. I I couldn't run off my top five theme songs right now, but it's up there. Uh, Perfect Strangers. Yep. Who's oh. the boss? Oh, there was that there was that whole run of like the TGIF ABC shows. Oh, there's some very very solid themes. That that's a lost art because shows nowadays I don't feel like. No, they just take from Led Zeppelin well, I mean, or the Who. I mean, this, this, yeah, they steal songs, or you know, like Game of Thrones had a pretty ornate theme song, mm, I suppose. That was a good one. Generally, uh, not ones with lyrics. Uh, Mr. Belvedere, all-time great, though that was a, was a song before that. Yeah, but there's uh, you know, not like made Cheers for the show. Is a classic. You know, Cheers. Alf. Eighties. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, great one. Oh, uh, Great American Hero. Mm-hmm. Or was Greatest a, American Hero, is it? Oh, Greatest American Hero, which d- d- got a second life because of Seinfeld. Because it was George's uh, anim- um, answering machine. Oh. Was, believe it or not, George isn't at home. Huh? Uh, gr- yeah, terrible. See, now that's a show that could be rebooted because the original was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. It was. 
And and uh, they uh, eighteen because and the only reason I associate that with eighteen is the same creator. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen J. Uh, Stephen Cannell. Stephen J. Cannell. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because I used his his daughter used to work for me, ah. and uh, it was and I, she worked for me, and it took me a while before I realized who her dad was. And I was like, one day I was like, wait, your dad created the A Team, and she's like, yeah. Oh, what won. a day! And then um, oh, Airwolf was a classic. See, yeah, those show those. I'd be fine remaking because nobody remembers those. Oh, Mashup theme song is one of my favorites too. It's sad. But yeah. Good. Well, the movie—I mean, the, the especially the movie version, the one with lyrics, like the you know—I don't think the the. I don't ABC think a lot or... of people now know there was a mash movie. No, it doesn't get the it doesn't get the play that uh because the, a... the show because a lot of time you know there have been a lot of TV shows based on a movie, yeah. and re- most usually they don't live up to the movie. If the movie's a cl- if the movie's classic enough to have a show based on it. Like a Friday, like Friday Night Lights. A lot of people don't remember Friday Night Lights was a movie because it wasn't a great movie. It was a, it was great, a good solid show. movie, but the show was better. The show could do more with the characters. Yeah. Like you have time to develop, and you don't have to like rush it in two and a half hours. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the movie was fine. Two hours or hour, um, hour but a lot of people don't necessarily remember it that there was no. one. Well, that's true. It's, yeah, the movie oh. Mash. Like I, you know, I mean, gosh, who? Donald Sutherland. Was, uh, Donald Sutherland, Donald Sutherland, and then the uh, the other guy. It was um, L.A. Gould, I think, right? Um, it's I I have not watched that. Yeah, but I, I I don't think that the network TV would allow the lyrics of, of "Suicide is Paintless" onto their uh, airwaves, so they just turned it into a uh, instrumental song. Fair, still classic. Very. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I. I'm, now I'm just trying to think of other good TV series that were based on movies. So I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, there should be an Alf reboot Alf. Why why can't they do that? I love Alf. Alf's great. Yeah. Oh, and remember that um, Vicky the the robot. What's that show called? Small Wonder. Small Wonder. That's a great theme song. Yeah, when I was in, when I worked in Entertainment Tonight, randomly somebody in the office years before had gotten a signed headshot from the actress who played Vicky. So I just had it like at my desk because I just thought it was very funny. Might have been like addressed like Mary Hart or something. Um, yeah, that show was uh, creepy. Yeah. I mean, there kind of was there kind of was the movie version. Remember Daryl? Oh yeah. The, well, Daryl's uh, a little that, that bit a... more serious to it. Well, I was a robot kid. I'm a real but boy. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that that kid had a good run. They because uh, he was the he was the the kid from he was Bastion in the Neverending Story. So he you know mid '80s he had a solid run of, of childhood uh, hits. And that was it. Then uh, he kind of, kind of fell on you know I don't do not Google him because it'll make you sad. But I I recall recent fairly recently Googling like what the cast of Neverending Story looks like now, uh. and uh, he yeah. He's uh, the the other ones the 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 childlike childlike empress is that what was her name yeah child empress uh, she is like a professional um, like dancer she's like a ballet dancer I believe she's Russian or she's from somewhere in Europe um, the guy who played Atreyu still looks good uh, still kind of, he just looks like an older version of Atreyu with sleeves of tattoos uh-huh. but the, yeah the kid who played Bastion rough he's looking rough uh, you mean the long beard and the hair thing yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's going with the, with the kind of looks like uh, was it Jonathan Davis, lead singer of Corn? Yes, a little bit like except, that. Except yeah. uh, except Jonathan Davis pulls pulls it off way better. Yeah. Like like the the Bastion is kind of looking homeless. Yeah, you weren't kidding. He did Cocoon and Cocoon the Return. Like, yeah, yeah, no, he had a solid run in the mid eighties. So, What's his name? I don't. Uh, I can't recall his name. His I just name keep, is I just keep calling it Oliver. You know what? I don't care. He's Bastion. Yeah. So. And he. They should, what about reboot of that? I mean, they tried three, two sequels of that oh, story. I remember, the, I remember the second one was uh, with Jonathan Brandis, rest in peace. God, um, I don't remember the the third one was made, but I don't know if I saw it. It is a never ending story, Nate. So it could pop up wherever. I mean, why not? Well, the, the thing, the thing that always annoyed me though is that the 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 second one was so at the end of a never ending story. Ironically, he gets to the end of the book. Like that's like he closes the book. It's over. Which is funny that it's never any story. But then the second one was called Never Any Story Two: The Next Chapter. Yeah. 
And I was like, no, no, he finished the book. There's there, there's no next chapter. Let's just go with it's never ending. This is stupid. I miss Jonathan Brandis. Poor guy. I I remember the 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 day he died. I was working in Entertainment Tonight, and they came into the newsroom, and the our news director said, "Pull all the footage you can of Jonathan Brandis." And we all looked at each other like, "Why? He hadn't done anything in a few years." And it was like, "Oh, he died. That's really that sucks." I okay. So to answer your question, why there's no reboot of the Neverending Story? It turns out the author uh, was not a huge fan of the final ah. product, and uh, I can see that. Well, no, I can't. It's I tied up book, in litigation it, with no end in sight. You know what? I, I, going back, I have seen it fairly recently. It's not as, you know, like a lot of those 80s movies, not as great as you remember it being. Oh, no. I'm like the whole laser night thing. Oh, the that was terrifying as a kid. Yes. The uh, oracles, the oracles with their, yeah, their laser. Oh, God, and don't even, get, oh, God, Artax in the mud. The mud. Yeah, no, the, we we got through half of Wizard of Oz, and I, I'm like, oh, I forgot how awful the story is. Yeah, yeah, that that's probably another one. I don't, I, I mean, I don't, what was L. Frank Baum? I think was the author of Wizard of Oz. I never um, heard if whether or not he liked or you know, that's such a legendary movie. But I don't know if the author actually liked it. Probably not. I don't think many authors are like, yeah, you, you crushed it. Like, well, Mark the, Martin the, the, just walked ex- away. At the except end. for the the the, the author that that right pardon it like um william goldman i think the guy who wrote princess bride mm. also wrote the screenplay well yeah that's a bit so different. he so that's so you he probably enjoyed both uh in the straight uh, this is a segue this is a good segue yeah. to uh ezra, ezra miller oh. uh my favorite my favorite movie of uh, all time which i mentioned before which is really depressing that's my favorite movie but the perks of being a wallflower um it was a book uh written by stephen chablowski uh, he wrote the book. He also wrote the movie and directed the movie, so he certainly could not argue that he did. It was not his vision, right? But um, fantastic movie, very depressing. Uh, odd that it's my favorite. Yeah, that's what the. But it. yes, star, stars uh, stars Logan Lerman is the main character who yeah. uh, famously Percy Jackson. Uh, we we once cut in front of him at line. Oh, we didn't at the cut. Den. We were just allowed in ahead of him, which he was very uh, very. Yeah, we, we, un- uh, we, we were those. At, we were those, and we were in such a big group because it was a birthday party, and there was like we were going like rolling like twenty strong. Yeah. Into a into a bar that already had a line. We were the worst kind of people. But we were the best. Um, that was like one of the rare moments the, of like yes. Oh yeah. Oh, you can't feel any cooler than the, when the first person in line is an actor that you recognize. At the time, Perks of Being a Wallflower hadn't come out yet, but he had done the Percy Jackson movies. Yeah, and it was like we just we just cut and we just rolled in front of Percy Jackson. Although obviously he was not a recognizable enough person that he was waiting in line. Right. Um, but yeah, watch that so one. that movie. But yeah, uh, the one of the best characters in the movie in Perks of Being a Wallflower, Ezra Miller. Um, who, looking back, was so fantastic in that movie as a pretty crazy person, and now, now you, I, I kind of realized he was just playing himself. Hmm. Kind of in the same way you go back and watch. If I'm sure a lot of people who watched Less Than Zero at the time were like, "Man, Robert Downey Jr. is an incredible actor," and then after the fact, you're like, "Ah, he wasn't even acting. He's just playing himself, like a drug addict, you know, crazy drug addict." But yeah, Ezra Miller's he's on one right now, kind of a. Huh. He's yeah. had a rough month. Jack Black's in Never Ending Story Part Three. I just uh. You see the star? No. No. No, I just saw that like Ezra Miller got arrested for DUIs, but I haven't followed anything. Oh, he said a, he's he's been arrested about three or four times in the last several months in he's always in Hawaii, and he's been arrested at bars for um like assault, like he he assaulted a uh. At a karaoke, well, he was at a bar that was doing karaoke, and he he like assaulted the woman singing. Not like pun, you know. He basically ripped the microphone out of her hand. I don't know if it was a critique of her singing or if he was just in a mood, but like he assaulted her and he assaulted another guy who was at the bar. Then he he was arrested for assault at a different bar. Then there's this weird video of him at a third bar. This all happened within a few weeks of each other, doing this very weird. I'm sorry. Um, I should should go back. Um. Ezra goes by they them pronouns. Yes. Uh, they, like um, so they associate as non-binary. So it's not him, it's they. Um 
but yeah, they, they've been going through one. Like there was another video of them just dancing very oddly at a bar by themselves. And yeah, this, this new story that came out today is, uh, I think they were accused of child trafficking. I'm not, the story is very bizarre. Uh, 18 year old woman that they say that they've been, he's been grooming. Well, he, damn it. They, not he, they, uh, they met this child who the child, by the way, is also non-binary. So also they, so when I say they, I'm talking singular, they and plural, they at the same time, the child. Yes. Ezra Miller was at a uh, reservation, the standing rock reservation in North Dakota and met this child like six years ago when the child was 12 and he was like 23 or something. Yeah. They became friends to the point where the child visited Ezra in all went all the way to London when the child was only 14. Ezra was doing the um, Fantastic Beasts movies movie. I think it was the first one. And the child went out to visit them. Then now over the years, Ezra like took this child around the world, essentially but I, from what I can tell, that it was never sexual in nature. It was just a weird. It almost sounds like cultish in a way. Mm. Like it, it's almost like a cult of one person. Like he's acting like a cult leader, except his cult is currently has a, a their cult only has one person in it. Uh, it's just very strange. And and the parents of this child, who's now eighteen, and it's weird that the parents are now suing Ezra because the child is no longer a minor. They didn't for the last six years when the child was a minor. And there was really no explanation about why they let their 14-year-old child go to London. Uh, the only th- the only thing I could think of was, that, I mean, this, this child grew up on a reservation where that's, that's a rough life. Like, it's very hard to get out of that life. So maybe they just saw it as, hey, this this actor might get our child out of this rough life. Not really thinking yeah, it's like weird. Yeah, all the people that their kids to Michael Jackson that were land right? Yeah, those people. Yeah, no, that, that's ex- well, that's but that, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But from this story is really new, so I haven't heard the details, so I don't know if if he's being they are being accused of actual assault of a child, or if it's just a weird friendship relationship that just odd. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strange story, and it's it's right now it's a civil case. It's not he uh, they're not being accused of anything criminal. It's just a very bizarre story. I'm friends with a whole bunch of twenty year olds. I just work with them. Yeah, no, but but it'd be it'd be you know it's one of those things like you say dating you know a a forty four year old dating a thirty one year old is doesn't seem that odd but if you if you dial back their years a little bit and you say it's a twenty four year old dating a ten year old then it then it becomes a problem so you know this the the age gap between Ezra and this child is eleven years but if they were in their twenties and thirties it wouldn't be as noticeable but when it's a twelve year old. But it's strange, like nobody's, they, the, Ezra's been in so much trouble lately that people are curious what Warner Brothers, who owns the DC Universe, is going to do. Well, they've had some emergency meetings about him. Yeah, because they had yeah, the, the Flash movie, and the Flash movies, not only has it already been made, uh, or shot, I don't know if it's finished, but shot, but it's going to be, it was supposed to be a very big deal. Like, it's their whole introduction of the, the multiverse their version of the multiverse and you know they're they brought michael keaton back as batman and all these cool things so people were very excited about this movie and now it's like well what the hell are they gonna do are they can they recast it and reshoot can they reshoot it can they just be like oh, the problem's not that bad we'll just let's just do this because it, it seems like a big they have enough problems with their films what as as it as it is the dc was it the dceu i think it's the yes. dc extended universe they have enough issues. I mean, uh, they don't need this as well. I mean, Tom Cruise yeah, kind of like it, either made their movie good or bad. Nobody really knows with that one. Which one? The Mummy. Oh God, The Mummy. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, it. Wasn't that bad of a movie, to be honest. I didn't see what the issue was. The... I didn't see it. I saw the the original. I you know what? I I have my my loyalty to Brendan Fraser is too it's strong. Not, it's not. It's not Brendan Fraser. Like the Mummy is and different movie. It's not even a. It's not even in the same universe, is it? It's like I mean, it, it is, and it's it, it's not related to the other ones. Like they no. flat out just like in between the, for the third one what was it um the oh the tomb, tomb curse some... of the the it was the terracotta soldiers. I can't think of what it was called. Uh, like it took place in China, I believe. Yes. Um. That one, obviously, that one they had to recast Rachel Vice because she was over it. 
she's like, I'm not doing this movie. I'm not doing a third one. But so they, they forged ahead and just recast her part. But yeah, I, I guess the Tom Cruise one has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah well, she's a legit, like, serious actress, and she's married that, that, to yeah, Bond. That, at that point, she had become like, yeah, she was she was an unknown in the first Mummy, but then... Tomb of the, time, the Dragon her, Emperor Nate was the name of that one? That was it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I miss Brendan Fraser. As a, as like a, he was a, such a great leading man. Uh, then he kind of... He's he got, he kinda got Oh, he's great, oh. and he's still great. He's on that um, that what is that that Netflix movie that's about like superheroes, where he, he plays like a robot. He's like the voice of a robot of some kind. Uh, I can't think of what it's called. The show. He's fantastic. Oh, uh... The show. Yeah, what the show's called. Um, but you know, he he, for the because he looks different. Like you know, he got bigger and he his hair. That's is, for you know, a role, though. Hair. I thought. Uh, was the 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 weight? Was it? Yeah. Um, Doom Patrol was a show, by the way. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he plays like I don't think he's the actual physical body of the robot. I think he's just the voice. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, he also got you know that his career was derailed by the that sexual assault thing that happened, where like a studio exec assaulted him, and he he w- went forward with it, and it basically derailed his career. Mm-hmm. Um. Didn't know but, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why his career, that's, that's why he kind of just, you know, I guess it was Me Too. Yeah, it was Me Too, but it was before Me Too. Like, he was actually one of the first people to publicly accuse a, you know, it was just similar. Do you remember when Terry Crews, you know. It's, Terry Crews accused an agent of his. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, it's people view it differently when it's, you know, a lot. that's a lot of the people with this Johnny Depp Amber Heard were, uh, you know, being like, a man can't be sexually abused. That's stupid, you know. Or violent, like attacked or yeah yeah like domestic violence only goes one way when it doesn't um but yeah like brendan fraser was was assaulted by a one of i i don't recall exact from what studio and publicly um accused the person and it derailed his career like that's why he went from like huge star to hey what happened to brendan fraser you know i think um like you talk uh, about somebody who was on a heater, like his his him in the late nineties, he was in everything. It was fantastic. The last uh, the center Adventures at the center of the earth was like the last big box office push for him. You know they they had I remember that and you remember they had a Dudley Do Right, uh, George of the Jungle, like oh, he yes. was starring in everything. Like he had that comedic School- action thing going. He, you know yeah well he had the charisma that like the mummy was this i remember when the mummy came out people were like this is as close to another indiana jones as you're yeah. gonna find because he has the he has the action bona, bona fides and he but he has the charisma because mm-hmm. there are a lot of action stars that 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 don't have that that harrison ford charisma. no he had the comedic timing to make that character character that much more likable is is there a bigger gap between somebody's actual personality and the charisma they show on camera than Harrison Ford? Like, oh. if you were watching interviews, dullest man alive. Like, he does have a very dry wit, but like, he's not in a, he's not a good interview. But no. on camera, he's the on camera he's the most charismatic person you've ever seen. Like Indiana Jones, Hans. True, but most actors are also have a personality in real life that are you know if they're that. Hmm. I guess you're right. I guess. De Niro is another one. De Niro as, a, as an interview is terrible. He's so boring. But in movies, not so much. That's a good they should one. reboot school, t- school well, reboot ties. School ties. Yeah, make that one again. Make uh, they could do Matt it. Damon in the future this time around. Matt Damon, sure. Or uh, is it is it? Is the girl I remember the Amy Locaine, the girl that was in School Ties? Uh, she went to prison for a, a vehicular manslaughter, like a DUI vehicular manslaughter. She's in prison for like seven years. Wait, was I she Melrose Place? Out. She was on Melrose Place. Yeah, she was on the original cast. Oh. Amy Locaine. She was also the the female lead in Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. Yep. Classic. Classic. Uh, she was in prison for a while. I don't know if she's still there. Yeah. So maybe she couldn't be part of the reboot. I guess. Yeah. Did you see Top Gun? Sam, did you see Top Gun? I haven't really left the house in a while, so no. Ah, okay. no um, probably not. Okay. Although, because, you know, we own Fandango, and also Jurassic World is coming out, and we made that movie. Like, there's all these, like, employee screenings and all this fun stuff, and I never get a chance to go because, you know, kids. Life, stuff, life happens. Yeah. 
But my coworkers loved it. Yeah, I, I, I was, I thought it was fantastic. I've, I've, I've heard of people, at least based on Twitter, that claims on Twitter, people that already seen it four and five times, which that seems excessive. I would see it a second time. Well, it's like I, I would, his highest grossing film, right? It, it was to to this point. It's it was his highest opening. You know, I don't know. Overall, he's had some high. It's surprising. This was we talked about this last week. It's shocking that it was his first, his high, his first hundred million dollar opening weekend movie. Given I all the Mission like, Impossibles. And, yeah, Mission Impossible. No, it's Definitely. it's obviously his movies have all gotten over that, but never the opening weekend, which just seems weird. Still need to check that one out. Maybe. I mean, inflation definitely. I mean, a hundred million dollars used to be a really big deal for a movie. Getting yeah. back to Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, like that made a hundred million the first, like, the first weekend, and that that had never been done before. But now it's now it's if you don't make a hundred million your first weekend, you failed. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, it also costs like fifteen dollars to see a movie now. So. That is true. Not here. I was shocked. I I went both 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 parents went to the to the which was shocking that mom actually wanted to see Top Gun last week. I don't even know. She didn't even remember if she'd seen the original. Um, movie tickets here are eight dollars on a Saturday afternoon. Eight dollars. Not piece. bad. It's like a. This is like the. It's like the, the cheapest town gas, time. right? Yeah. Although gas here is getting to five dollars, which I know oh, for no. you guys is like psh, that's nothing, but for here that's a that's high. That's really high. Well, I mean, maybe my, if the Republicans like signed off on the gouging bill, so what? Wait, wait, you both talk. What? Uh, I don't know about. Well, people. I'm sure there is. Uh, I know there's an influx of people moving to the middle Midwest just because now everybody can work remotely, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper. For now. For now, well, um, yeah. I mean, money goes. I don't know if it's still for sale, but if you guys want to chip in on it, uh, Nelly's uh, mansion, his abandoned mansion that's about 20 miles outside the city, it was for sale for a while. I think he, I don't know if he sold it or did, I don't it was think foreclosed it has. It on. It keeps popping up on Yahoo. But it, it, it's just like in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'd live there. It's nice. It's nice, nice, nice place. Very abandoned. But you can get, a, but at the cost of that house here and the versus the cost of that house in Los Angeles, pretty big difference, pretty big gap. It's amazing how like that that thing is dilapidated fast. That mansion? Yeah. Well, yeah, nobody's lived there for a while. So I don't know if Nelly just doesn't have Nelly money anymore, or if he just decided to move. He's got to have. I mean, he he did pretty well for a long time. He's got to have some amount of money. Well, MC Hammer had some money too, and then he didn't have money. Well, he famously. Yeah, that's true. No, that's a good point. I bet Nelly had more money than Hammer though. He had a Nelly. He had that Air Force One money. Hot, oh, come on! I bet he's still getting royalties from strip clubs for hot and hair. Got to. I don't think he's bringing MC Hammer. No more strip clubs only. What? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say most strip clubs only only play songs at twenty nine seconds, so they can get <laughs> get around the copyright. I'm kidding, it's a joke. No, 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 but it's a good one. That's fair. I don't think well, I don't I mean, think they have to pay any royalties if it's at a strip club. It's no, not like think, mass produced. I don't think so. Yeah, it's not streaming. No. Unless you do a stream, a stream show, a stream, a live streaming show, that might be different, mm, like a webcam show. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wish. I mean, I wish I could remember who it was. But recently, a band did go after somebody. Like, yeah, if you play, if a band plays a cover at a concert, they don't have to seek. They don't have to get any permission for that. But yeah, if they stream it, then they do. Or you see, and you see a lot of people getting like busted on instagram and twitter for posting videos where like a song's just playing in the background yeah, yeah like youtube's of, really like, youtube has bots that do that automatically yeah like if, if somebody's posts a tiktok and they're not necessarily doing anything and they're not purposely playing the song it's just on in the background they've been a lot of accounts are just getting knocked down for that which is weird given that so like on instagram stories i could get in trouble for for posting a video that has a song playing but I could, but I can also put a song on my Instagram story and not get in trouble for it. I don't get what the difference is. So they get paid. Any... I think they get paid. The, the artist. Oh, is that paid. it? Okay. Like, I, I mean, okay, does Instagram have more... every single song? I doubt it. They have. So like no, no. But when you when you add song. a when you add a song to a story, there aren't they don't have every song, but it's a pretty big catalog. Mm. Uh, so I don't. I didn't think uh, about that. I guess it, they probably. Uh, it's it. Lemon Brian. 
What's that? That's a good point. We should ask Lemon Brian. They work in the music industry. They probably uh, have deals with Instagram and all these social media apps yeah. of selling their music and their rights. I mean, look what's that's happening true. to Kate Bush. Ah. <laughs> have you guys Have you guys heard about it? I love Kate Bush. We, like we, said, oh, yeah. We were, yeah. We were talking about that the uh, earlier on, actually. That, yeah, know. yeah. They. Um, it's uh, good for her. I'm glad she's getting a resurgence. It's odd. 37 it's years odd. later. 37 years. Didn't I mean, you guys aren't like girls but like didn't we all kind of go through like a uh, kate bush phase like I in high school bush. i did I, I did i this woman's work is a is a that's a not a banger it's a bop but that's a great song but that's fun song. it's it's funny that I, do you watch stranger things yeah i haven't seen the new season yet though i've i've not watched any of them i know the whole thing was like a wave of 80s nostalgia but um, that's the, Kate Bush seems like more. Usually, when those shows go for like '80s nostalgia, they go for like the the big names, the 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 obvious songs. Like that, Kate Bush feels like a deep cut for a show of, that has that target audience. Well, I mean, if you think about um, like even just being able to get access to music back then in the '80s, like I don't even know if Kate Bush was even playing on the radio in wherever city they're in yeah no she she, she strikes me as the like an, in, an indie artist of the time like now you know like a but not so in, like yeah exactly not in the uk no she's big in the uk is she, is she, is she british i honestly don't she know anything about her okay um did not okay. know that like uh the u.s okay but she didn't like well yeah she was like an indie artist but i think you know i I don't think MTV played any of her music, probably, because that's what you needed back then in the 80s to get your song popular. Like, you needed, like, MTV, you needed radio play, you needed all that stuff. Uh, she got a I little, like, she's she's to level. A record store, like a, like a snobby record store, like in High Fidelity. Oh, yes. like, yeah, with the Jack Black, absolutely. I feel like Kate Bush <laughs> is very similar. It, like, I'm sure she had a ton of hits and has a very loyal fan base, but I only know her from the one song. And I feel the same way about Sade. Like Sade had Sade had like a legendary career, but I only know the many song. Songs, or, or, yeah. Ordinary many Love is the only songs. one I know. That's that's the only one I know. Many songs. That's smooth I, operator. Yeah, I, smooth operator. Come on. Oh, okay, too. You're right. Ordinary Love and and uh, it's smooth no, there, operator. She has so much more. Her, she's well, I, no, I'm, and I know she does, and I know Kate Bush does too. I just only know the one Kate Bush song. Well, she's kind of like you know the '90s version of probably like Tori Amos, like who was really popular. I was just, I, that's funny you say that. I was going to say that she basically is Tori popular. Amos, the generation before Tori Amos. Yeah, I I was on a Tori Amos kick for a long for a while there, like in the early 2000s. She's great. She's, she's fantastic. Great. Well, it's funny because I tell I told you that I go to I work with a whole bunch of 20 year olds. Um, we were talking about Olivia Rodrigo, and I'm like, yeah, her album is like very kind of reminiscent of like you want to know. And they're like, okay, let me Google that. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Like, did, like, they don't even know, like, Alana, the name Alana Smorsad? They don't know the song. Okay. And I told them, I'm like, she was engaged to Ryan Reynolds for a while. They're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like, Flea play bass, and Dave Navarro played guitar, and Taylor Hawkins was, like, the drummer on tour. Like, no, 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 no. All right. It's going to be a no. Cool story. Like, they at least know ironic? They have to know ironic. Right? No. Oh, yeah. Well, if if you don't know, you want to know. Then you don't know when it's more set. That's tr- that's true. Didn't they even just? Doesn't she have a music like a Broadway musical based on her music? Yeah, too? but that's for old people. What's yeah, again, Nate? I mean, we don't know all what the about, old they, bands from back in the day. Like you gotta throw like these kids have to learn all the things from the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, 2000. There's just too much music for them. To get all, That's to get it. They all. have they have access to too much music. That's the problem. That is all. We didn't have access. and it's shitty music. But and it's TikTok yeah. is ruining music and whatever. Else. Well, no, no. In in some ways, the TikTok is saving music because uh, a, a couple of these like viral dance TikTok dances have come from like songs from our it our yeah our day. So they're they're repopularizing so, kind of in the same way that Rick Rolling brought Rick Astley back into the fold. Yeah. Uh, so there, so in that sense, it's bring you know, it's teaching kids, it's teaching the youth. Is it though? They'll be like, oh, what, what is this old song? Are they good songs though? I generally know. Yeah. Really. And on that note, folks. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go. Although I do like that 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 Ghost Town DJs came back for a little bit. That was like my dude was like one of my favorite songs. The what? Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was like a yeah. whole challenge. Oh, that that was weird. And I'm I'm glad that it came back because it's a really good song that people forget about. I only I only follow like 
five people on TikTok. Uh, just because I don't, I don't really. Care. I follow one. Who's the one? <laughs> My coworker, because he told me to follow her. <laughs> I, fo- I follow. I follow. Ali- I follow Alicia Silverstone. Great follow. Uh, a lot because a lot of her stuff is like her reenacting scenes from Clueless, which is fun. Ryan Reynolds, I follow, which is fun. Although most of his stuff is about the football club, uh, but some of his stuff is very funny. And I maybe follow some one other person. I don't even know why I chose those two people to follow. I don't even know why I'm on it to be honest, because I don't want to watch anybody's dance videos. I, I can't.